Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Uh, we're just honored and privileged to be able to come across your airways, to be able to talk to you. Uh, Lord knows it's a great thing to read his word, to study his word, to grow in his word. And uh, just, uh, you know, for those of us who are out there struggling with things, struggling with PTSD, struggling with life, just trying to get by and and uh, it's great to be able to look at God's Word in that context and say, God, help us. And as we read God's Word, He talks to us. And that's what we're doing here. We're allowing God to talk to us through His Word, allowing God to just do a work in our lives. And with me, as always, my friend Stephanie. And Stephanie, how's the weather in Indiana today? It is currently 16 degrees, so right. it's cold here. Yeah. So I had a brisk walk this morning. It was 21 when I walked out the door this morning. And I'll tell you, my nose got that bright red and, you know, any boogerage or snot that came down that bad boy, it froze right on location. I just want to share that with you. It just, it didn't go any farther than that. And, uh, but you know what? I stuck with it. I stuck with it. I was able to get through the walk. So it's 16. So is there any snow on the ground out there? Um, yes, when we had what happened here was a lot of it melted, yeah. and so um, you got ice going on. Well, we have over six inches of ice on the road in front of our house, so it's it's not nice. <laughs> the ice is awful. Oh, yeah, man. And they put sand on top of that stuff, and then as it melts again, it just gets ugly. You just need a couple days of fifty degrees, and you'll be all right. And uh, yeah. that could that could come any day. We need that here too. And, uh, yeah. our last pile of snow left us last Thursday, you know, the real big pile from where you shoveled, there was one little one foot round circle there and kind of left us. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad for you. It's the ice is what's nasty. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want any of that. We had ice going up this hill. We had to go out the back way for uh, about a week. You know, there's no snow plows, yeah. there's no salt unless you're out on the highway. So basically what happens in South Carolina, if you get snow and ice, they throw a white flag out. Yeah. And it's all done. You know, you just don't yeah. do anything. You stay home. It's like the pandemic. Remember what they told us about two years ago? Just take two weeks off and lower the curve and everything will be all right. Boy, that, that two weeks just didn't work out. Do you think they meant two years? You think that's <laughs> what they meant? I think they meant two years because uh, I'm, I'm still reading about weird stuff. Anyway, um, yeah. so uh, anyway, folks, keep us in prayer. We're praying for you. I met this Marine yesterday. If you think about it, pray for him. Uh, his name is Mark. He's had cancer three times. I was at the dentist with him last night or late yesterday afternoon. And just what a great guy. He started talking with me and uh, got down to Camp Lejeune. And for those of you who don't know, people have been stationed at Camp Lejeune. There's been something in the water 
and boy, the water has been a mess and, and these people are dealing with significant problems with cancer and everything else that comes along with contaminated water. And so I'm really praying to have an opportunity to speak with him later today and uh, just be able to work with him. So we're on 13. So we're on chapter 13, the 13th proverb and the 13th verse. Before we do that, we've changed up a little bit and we know at some point we're going to go back to, you might be a knucklehead, but what we're doing now is you might be right with God. So I've been thinking about things that make us right with God. So, you know, that positive connotation, Stephanie, that thing that makes us right with God. And you might be right with God. If you worry about more people than other people, more than you worry about yourself. I think that makes you right with God. I think mm. when you put others ahead of yourself, because we know yeah. that the narcissist doesn't do that. You know, the, the narcissist is all worried about their personal gain. They're all worried about how they look, how they feel. And boy, they get wound up. You know, nothing makes them more upset uh, when you accuse them for something, doing something they did. You know what I mean? So, so be mm-hmm. on the positive side. Yeah. Uh, be that person that just, uh, uh, you know, it's just positive, loving people, placing people ahead of themselves. And, and then I think things you can say, things you can do to encourage people with PTSD. I think, I think one of them is, is, and you know, we get back to this, we maybe said this a hundred different ways, but I think it still needs to be said on a pretty regular basis is something like you matter. You know, you're a friend of yeah. mine, you know, proclaim the friendship. I think that's a pretty important thing, Stephanie. Yeah. Well, and meaning it, um, yeah, being a friend that is trustworthy and that's, um, there to encourage. Yeah. But you know, don't say it if it's not real. So, so proclaim the friendship is what we want you to do and, and just say, Hey, I'm your friend. You know, you can call anytime, no matter what time you call, I'm going to answer. I'm your friend. And so do that folks and, and, uh, proclaim that friendship and, uh, you know, be that person out there that puts other people ahead of yourself, you know, worry more about their problems than you do yours. And, and boy, God's going to use that. And God's going to take those of us who are sitting around and, you know, we get stuck in these ditches. We get stuck in these depression traps. We, we have days. I was just talking to Stephanie before she came on and we're full disclosure type of people, you know? So right now I'm dealing with this whole facial neuropathy type of thing. That's just driving me crazy. And Stephanie's dealing with this limes type of thing. So we're with you folks. We know that life is filled with pains, hurts, inflammation, uh, craziness, but, uh, boy, does God use us during those times when we give that weakness to him, Boy, can he use that for our strength. And so that's what this is all about. That's what I think it's about, Stephanie. It's just uh, making our weaknesses uh, known to him so that he can be strong through them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and remembering his promise that um, his grace is sufficient, even when we feel like it's not. That's a fact that we can depend on. Yeah. And he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And, uh, you know, the good times, the bad times, the ugly times, you know, I was thinking, I've been, my sister's in the hospital, my youngest sister of the three, my oldest sister of the three's in heaven, uh, joining my mom and my dad and my stepfather and, um, joining my brother who was born long before I was born, died at three days old. And, and so my youngest has been in the hospital. She's been going through some junk and I've been thinking about life and you know, you can't help but think about life when people are in the hospital and boy, they're going through junk and they're going through stuff. And some of it's of her own device and some of those things. And you know, my sister's married the biggest losers. I mean, you know, if you wanted to write a book on how to marry the biggest losers, you'd, you'd get this, you, you could, you could do a case study on my sisters, you know, you could, 
<laughs> you could say, it was just terrible. They all married losers. And, you know, they married these guys who, the only reason they're getting married is because they were hobosexuals. Hobo, H-O-B-O, sexuals. Yeah, they just wanted to marry someone so they'd have a place to live and someone to fool around with. That was it, man. They wanted nothing else out of life. <laughs> they were just mm -hmm. the biggest losers. But can I tell you something, folks? Even after that, you can choose God. Even mm -hmm. after that, you can put God first in your life. Even after that, no matter where you're at in your life, you can fix these things. If you're married to a knucklehead, get the Christian counseling. If you've been through it, come out and join God right there where you're at. He'll come right to you. He'll get you through. And I think we're going to see some of this stuff today here in 13.3. It says, whoso, in Proverbs 13 and verse number 13, it says, who despiseth the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. So, so coming right out of the way that if you, if you despise the word, if you despise the Bible, if you despise God, God's word, because that's what the Bible is, um, it says we're going to be destroyed. But for those of us who fear the commandments, who fear the Bible, who fear the word of God, uh, it talks about a reward type of thing. And I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie? You look at this and, you know, we're a new group of people when we accept Jesus Christ where, you know, you were four years old when you accepted Jesus Christ. I, I came onto the scene late. I was 32 years old when, when I accepted my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But I had to find something out along the way, Stephanie. I had to find out that I was a new creation, that I was a new creature in God, that he created me at all new when the Holy Spirit entered into my heart. So all of a sudden, these words mean something to me. And, and what do they mean to you? Well, I think that when you look at the fact that God promises that, I, I think when it says he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded, there's a sense in which, first of all, you avoid a lot of, a lot of pitfalls and a lot of traps. Ooh. Um, but I think there's something here that, that God finds you faithful as he looks at you, as he watches your life. If you're fearing him, fearing his word, seeking to please him, he promises blessing for that. And and the word despise is a strong word. In other words, you've, you've chosen the path of a fool, of a scorner. Yeah. And that, that will never lead to good. No. So, yeah, again, it, we have that contrast. Well, and the choice of words here. You know, I mean, you can't go anywhere but to the Bible when you look at these words. I mean, the choice of words, words like commandment, you know, the word. I mean, these these clearly point to the Bible. I mean, you know, there's no um, there's no gray area here, I guess is what I'm saying, Stephanie. Anybody to read this even quickly, even through speed reading, has to stop and say, hey, God's talking to me here. You know, we're talking about God's word. And, and I think, folks, we, we could beat this up. We really don't have to. But we got to remember a couple things as we leave this verse is uh, uh, despising the word is as easy as not believing the word, not reading the word, or not trusting the word. That's what I think. Mm. I mean, that means, yeah. that means despising to me, Stephanie. So you don't, yeah. you're not believing it. If you don't believe it, you're not going to read it. You're not going to trust it. You're not going to be in it. You're not going to be living it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it brings you to that layer of commandment, you know, because God's word is filled with his commandments and how we should live. And, and, uh, you know, and everybody thinks that the word of God is almost this suggested type of thing. And that's what the world wants. You know, even among the liberal hypocrisy 
uh, the craziness, even among that, they want us, they believe that the word of God is a guide, Mm. you know, and to me, that's not believing that's somebody who despises the word. That's somebody who's, you know, he's not fearing the word of God. She's not fearing the word of God. So folks, we could beat that up, but that's the bottom line. You got a choice to make and your choice is, is the word real to you? Well, if it is, you won't despise it and you're not going to be destroyed and that's okay. If the word's real to you and uh, if the word's real to you, you fear those commandments and you live that kind of life and, and boy, God can use you. Uh, you're going to be rewarded. There's going to be great things that happen. That's what came out of that verse. Then we look at 14, Stephanie. It says, the Lord, the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. And uh, mm. the law of the wise talking about being this fountain of life, Stephanie, and boy, people want that fountain of life and, and, uh, uh, and then going in a completely different direction. So again, the choice of the words that God's using here that, that God's given us this morning, as we're trying to put these together, as we're trying to make sense of these things in our heads, the words that God's using are very straightforward. You know, we're talking about life and death here. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting that it compares um, the law of the wise being a fountain in terms of a fountain is something, it's like a spring. So it's ongoing, on it's, yeah. it's ever giving, um, it's hydrating, which is a big important part of your life. And so this idea that it's, it changes you, makes you better. Um, yeah. makes, heals you all of, you know, all that's encompassed in that, in the, in the, what, what I think of when I think of a fountain, like a spring of water, and then it says it helps you depart from, in other words, get away from steer clear of the snares of death. And a snare is a very interesting, um, it's an interesting kind of trap, yeah. um, because of of what it does to you once you get in and how you get out of, and the idea of fountain of life. I think of, you know, God has so many different ways he refers to his word, but um, it's termed, you know, it's called a light and a lamp to our path. And the idea, the, the bottom line is in all of these illustrations is that God's word protects you. Yeah. It protects you from things that will harm you, things that will destroy you, um, that will cause you unnecessary and I get we go through pain even when we follow the Lord sometimes, but unnecessary pain and regrets because of decisions you make yourself. Um, and that's, it's just a very easy to understand. Um, if you meditate on it, God's giving it so simply here, spelling it out so that even a child can get the point of what he's trying to say here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I love the way you talked about a fountain being, I think you used the word everlasting and, you know, just hydrating you. And in this case, exactly what you said, given life, that fountain's continuous. It's without stop. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a source of life for all who receive it. There is a fountain, you know, that hymn, there is a fountain, uh, filled with Emmanuel's blood. Isn't that how the song goes? And, uh, um, filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. There we go. See, and there's things I don't remember out there, but Stephanie does. So it makes her the greatest co-host in the business right there, folks. But anyway, so we got this choice, folks. This is what, it, you know, think about this for a minute. Think about this as you go throughout the day. You have a choice. You have the fountain. 
And sometimes when we're down, sometimes when the people stink, sometimes when the people are saying bad things, sometimes when we don't feel well, sometimes when the facial neuropathy shows up and the Lyme's disease and you can blank your filling, any blank that you guys got, we forget about that fountain just ever running always there. Just fill that cup up with life and just live it. Just enjoy it. And uh, I think that's what it's talking about here. And then the snares of death, boy, it's like a hunter, you know, a hunter puts those traps out there to ensnare a bear or uh, a deer, you know, or something they can eat, something that's bothering their vegetables. And and boy, I'll tell you, we, we serve a great God and uh, the law of the wise, be wise, it's going on there in that verse. The Lord of the wise is a fountain of life to depart the snares of death. So be wise. I think we can fit in a third verse. This is pretty exciting. We're going to go ahead and do it. Good understanding in verse 15, Stephanie, uh, giveth favor, but the way of transgressors is hard. And so here right away, we're talking about, do you have a full understanding of things going on around us? And folks, if there's something that gets to people with PTSD, if there's something that gets to people who are going through junk, if there's something that gets to people who are hypervigilant, if there's something that gets to people who have been hurt by narcissists, who have been hurt by rapists, who've been hurt by murderers, who've been hurt by the enemy, who've been hurt. And you, you can fill in your blank there. If there's something that gets to us, it's this hypervigilance, and it forces us sometimes not to pay all the attention we should. Sometimes mm. when we're in this situation, Stephanie, we react quickly. I know I have. And, yeah. uh, but it's talking about having good understandings of things. I mean, and, and then it's talking about the way of the unfaithful. And, and, and so what do you see in here as somebody who's been down that hypervigilant road of somebody who's lived this PTSD craziness, somebody who's been on the bad side of things? I mean, what are you seeing? <laughs> <laughs> that I freak out all the time. I mean, you're like, oh, I think I see that when we reach those points of freaking out, which I right now, especially when I'm not feeling well, um, it happens a thousand times more and easier and all of that. Um, but it keeps me going to the Lord and it's, it certainly makes you walk more by faith because nothing in our feelings when we're in, in these places with PTSD, nothing in our feelings says God is even real. And so um, I think it very much makes us walk by faith and yeah. not by sight um, and makes us go to God's promises and say, God, this is what you say. And uh, there's not a lot of feelings involved here, but um, I know, I know you're true. I know that you do not lie. And so um, I think it can cause us to have maybe a clinging faith more than a resting faith, but it, it makes it, very much a, a thing of, okay, God, this is, you got to do what you say your word, you know, what you say in your word, because my feelings are screaming a thousand crazy things right now. Um, anyway, that's where I personally, that's where I personally have to reach when <laughs> I'm in those places. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've all been there. And especially those of us who've dealt with hurt, uh, who have a feeling, who've dealt with a feeling of being unsafe um, you know, who just want to move on very quickly. I mean, you escaped a third world country with eight kids, you know, your husband got shot in front of you. I mean, you got a right to be a little bit hypervigilant. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, if anybody's got a right to be hypervigilant, it's you. If you look up right to be hypervigilant on Google, a picture of Stephanie will show up. Either that or it should. Either that you got a bad version of, of Google. But I think, you know, folks, I think somewhere in our life today, tomorrow, a year from now, whenever, somewhere, we got to reach that point where we stop. And I know Stephanie has, and I try to be there where we stop, we take a breath and we say, what's really going on here? And, uh, you know, you've been hurt so many times, Stephanie. I mean, honestly, your trauma started way before you went to the mission field. You dealt with narcissists and your family's attacked, your husband's attacked. You, you went through hours of abuse upon hours and years. And, and I guess if you can find a place to take a breath and say, what's going on here? I guess we all can. And that's what the Bible's talking about. You know, men and women, we need to, gentlemen, ladies, listen, we need to have a good understanding uh, when we're with God and God's made us this new creation. We need to stop, breathe and say, what's really going on here? I can't tell you how many phone calls I've got from gentlemen and ladies who are like, Doug, I'm going through this. And, and man, and, and I'm not talking about Stephanie here. Stephanie's freaked out maybe 20 times her whole life since I've known her that I've talked to her about. I mean, she's not one of these spaz outs. So I don't want you guys thinking she's a spaz. She's minor spaz. But I can't tell you, which, yeah, which is good. All right. But I can't tell you how many people I've heard from that just really need to take a breath and have a good understanding of the whole situation. Um, you just really need to take a breath and say, how's this all working out? And, uh, because the way of the unfaithful, the way of that person that's stuck, and it's not just the people who aren't saved here, we can be here too. You know, I, I, you know, Augustine wrote something that, you know, uh, before I held these hard ways before I had a conversion or so I remember reading that in Bridges commentary and things like that. But I can tell you something, even after conversion, you need to take a breath, Stephanie, right? Aren't yeah. we there? And we need yeah. to say, what's really going on here? Especially you. I mean, you got eight kids and, and sometimes you got machine gun going on. I mean, Hudson, sometimes it seems like he can't put 10 words together to save his life when you're trying to get him to do something for you. Well, I'm uh, down. And then all of a sudden he's like rain man. You know, he's like, well, I worked for two hours and five minutes based on a multiplication factor of 0.1003 <laughs> times four. And, you, and then you got six other kids. Hudson set on me. Someone beat me up. You know, he farted. I mean, I don't know how you get through all that, but the truth is, well, not when the fart's there, but in most cases, you stop and you take a breath and you say, all right, Hudson, what's going on with you? All right, what's going on with you? And you do, she's got to do it eight times. So today, take a breath. Think about where you're at. And remember that God has saved you and he's right next to you. The Bible says he is nigh unto those who is nigh unto him. He's right next to you. He's close yeah. unto you when you're close unto him. So that's the summary. Listen, folks, we hope that this is a blessing to you. But if we get anything today, anything that can help us with this crazy walk of PTSD, anything that can help us with this crazy thing called life, pay attention. Hey, go out there at woundedspirits.com. Find our flyer. Uh, sign up today to go to our camp down at Southland Christian Camp, March 14th to 18th. Last-minute reservations are not only welcome, we can't wait to see you. Uh, may God bless you, and we'll talk to you all soon. Have a great day. Listen to everything Eric has to say. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. 
It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.